0: Hey, Max. Nothing strategy you that work in the classroom. Cats and kids. From the of the classroom, you can love cats, but you must love kids
1: more. Hello, Cats and Kids fans. This is Brad. And this is Roger. And, at, and we're here together again. And we're here to talk about um, what to do when a student confides in you in some different scenarios. And when do you report it to somebody else or how do you know you need to report it or do something
0: and a lot of this has to do with the particular situation and and we're not trying to give a general overall that's going to fit every type of situation uh, like a cookie cutter but we're going to try to give some suggestions through our experience and uh Through our reading,
1: yeah, and maybe a couple of strategies for you to keep in your pocket. Now we know that state law says that you're a mandated reporter, and every district or building has different policies on who do you go to and when. So we're not trying to contradict those or say that these ones are better than the other, but in the situation, giving you some things to do or keep in mind um, to help you and help the student navigate the situation. You
0: know, one thing that's in the news a lot now is cyberbullying over over uh, media. Uh, and maybe we should talk about that first. All right,
1: let's start talking about cyberbullying. So if you have a student that comes to you and says that um, they're getting bullied or some people, either in the building or not, let's just say they're in the building, um, Building or bullying them, whether it's over Snapchat or Instagram or, or something electronic. Um, and they're obviously coming to you because they are bothered by this and they feel like they have a relationship with you. They
0: have a relationship. You're an adult, you're perhaps a father figure or a mother figure to them, and they know that you're educated. And here they come in and, and start talking to you about somebody, probably another student, who's picking on them, who's threatening them. Making
1: them feel uncomfortable.
0: Making them feel uncomfortable in one way or another. And they come in and say, hey, Mr. Benson, uh, so-and-so has been texting me uh, snap." Chatting me and I'm I I don't feel good about this. What do I do? It, it, what what do you do, Brad?
1: Well, I think first of all, it's important to um, give them that time and probably in a you know safer spot. So if other students are coming into the room, maybe you move into a side side room or something where their confidentiality is still being respected. But along those confidentiality lines, it's important for you because they're trusting you for you to let them know that you may have to, because this is a safety thing and bullying is a safety thing, that you may need to let somebody else know as well um, to protect um, not only them, but that's the rules that you have to follow as a professional.
0: If I could underscore that a little bit, I think that has to be upfront right away in the conversation, to say to the kid, you know, I may have to tell somebody else about this. Because I care about you. Because I care about you. And you could even say it's school policy that, right. that I have to keep that in mind. Do you want to continue talking to me? But because I really want to listen to you, but I also want to, to get a hold of somebody
1: who uh, might know more than I do about these situations. So then from there, I think it's important that you listen. Now, this might be a little bit outside of your expertise, but it's important to at least gather some information from them and you don't have to solve this for them right we just need to point right. them in a direction so one of the things that i may offer that student is to go physically with them to report it let's say to their administrator
0: or or a counselor or a counselor yeah
1: or i may um suggest that we generate an email to their principal or counselor, whether it's from my email or theirs, and we write it together. That way, they still have you as a support um, as they make the transition or the handoff. For go ahead.
0: No, I I think that's a great point. Uh, that your there, there's got to be some boundaries that by writing something together that the, that the student's going to know, okay, Mr. Benson's willing to help me, but he's still my teacher in this situation.
1: Right. And there might be things that come up afterwards that they explain to you or if, if it feels like those boundaries between teacher and your comfort level Seem like they may be getting crossed a little bit. That you also go to somebody, whether it's the counselor, school social worker, school psychologist, or another colleague, not giving up that information, but just on that line. Um, that, that you're getting, I guess, I get my point is if you feel like you're getting into a situation that's above your head, it's okay to tell them to, that we're gonna, um, Pause this part of the right. conversation and get somebody else involved that's um better trained than I am because there are people better trained than me and in, in this situation. Hard I'm to really believe, good at Brad, this, anybody's this anybody's than subject. Well you. not than me, but other people.
0: No, I and and I, I'm just gonna add to that that uh when do you do you ever I think the big danger is the teacher trying to solve it themselves, right? getting involved with contacting the student who's texting bad things, bullying. Uh, I think that's just the the greatest danger that the teacher has the hubris to say, I'm going to do this. I've been doing this for 25 years. I can handle this. Or because I
1: know the other student.
0: Or, yeah, or, oh, yeah, I I know, Billy, Uh, I'll just go talk to him.
1: No, you you can't do that. So, Roger, from that administrative lens, let's say somebody came to you, students being cyberbullied, you, of course, listen to them. But for our listeners that might not deal with this, what is the other investigative thing that we might not see that you might do as an administrator after that conversation, initial one?
0: You're putting me on the spot, Brad, and I'm glad you did. Uh, I think what a principal should do is obviously have the student in, talk to them, then talk to the other student alone and say, did this happen? Did that happen? Eventually, ideally, it would get to some resolution where you have both students together. If your school... As a conflict resolution program, which was very popular in the 90s. You don't hear about it so much anymore. There, there may be a, a, a council already set up to deal with this. Yeah. If not, uh, again, ideally it would be to get both students together. Probably I'd reach out to the parents, talk to them, let them know this is going on, And that uh, the principal is going to monitor the bullying student uh, from now
1: on until things uh, uh, quiet down. And not to necessarily blame the victim, but you don't always know as the teacher what else may have been going on preceded this um, historically. So it's important that somebody else does that background investigation you're there for that student because they trust you and feel comfortable with you and you can be their advocate so let somebody else take over that investigative piece exactly that exactly brad that sound means that it's the end of another episode but before we wrap up and go feed our kitties We want to remind you that if you have ideas of warm-ups or icebreakers or other strategies, please share them on our Facebook page or comment below. And remember, when you enter the classroom, classroom, you can love cats, but you you must must love kids more. Have a good day.